0: From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. (laughs)
1: Week as Ken is out in California, enjoying some time away, getting out of this cold. So I went to the bullpen. I got my closer, John Lamb, in here with me this week. Here could, for a couple of days. You couldn't find
2: anyone better. I'm telling you, man. Well, you really had to go down the list. Not really. that
1: far. Not that far. Well, we're talking <laughs> hoops. It's a perfect time, obviously, to have you on. And well, we went to your Rolodex here today as we welcome in Iowa basketball coach Fran McCaffrey. Hawkeyes getting ready tonight for a big matchup with Purdue coming to town. Coach, good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Last time I think uh, I talked with you was up in South Dakota. I was up there when you guys played Colorado a couple of years back up there. Thanks for joining us here today. How are things? Everything's great, guys. Getting ready for tonight. Big one, certainly, with Purdue. And well, you played them already once this year. It's the rematch. You went there and had to play that game minus Keegan Murray. And your team got down in the game, battled back, made it tight late in that one. You did it with a lot of pressure defense. So what do you take away from that game against the more Boilermakers here a few weeks back? And now knowing that you have Keegan, how does that maybe cultivate and change your game plan going into it?
0: You know, it really won't change that much. I mean, we're obviously thrilled to get to get Keegan back, uh, that was early in the year. We, you know, we played those two Big Ten games in November, and while we obviously would love to have had Keegan for that game, it was an opportunity, you know, primarily for his brother Chris to step into that role, and you know, it was an opportunity for, you know, Patrick McCaffrey and Tony Perkins and Aaron Ewles and Joe Toussaint. You know, those guys, Philip Rabracha, you know, that was his first Big Ten game. You know, it was opportunity for those guys to grow, and they had to do it without the guy who was leading the nation in scoring at the time. So, uh, you know, this time, having Keegan, that will obviously help give us another, uh, you know, guy that can go for a double-double, which he pretty much does every game. And it's somebody else they have to pay attention to, but, you know, they have so many weapons on that team, you know, everybody thinks about, you know, their their imposing size, but you know, they're, they're going to have probably the fourth pick of the draft, the Jate Ivey, you know, you got multiple three point shooters, but I think most importantly, they have veteran guys. Everybody's a veteran. I mean, they have two guys coming off the bench that started last year for an NCAA tournament team. So, you know, it should be a, a great atmosphere. It should be a great opportunity for us. got to play really well to beat those guys.
2: Coach, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, Always a pleasure, John. You're always highly regarded as one of the best developmental basketball coaches at at this level. You know, everybody that comes to your program, they always get better. So halfway through the season right now, where do you think your team has grown the most as they catapult towards March Madness?
0: Well, I think, John, you, you look at the roster and you say, okay, well, Boy, you know, Tony Perkins and Aaron Eulis you know, showed a lot of promise last year, and he didn't get a lot of playing time, getting a lot more playing time this year. You look at a guy like Peyton Sanford, I think is a tremendous freshman. Uh, you know, he has played well. You know, and the key is to develop your roster. You know, Robracha, you know, you look at him and say, well, he's a veteran guy, he is, but he's also new to our program and new to our system, so a lot of the stuff he's learning for the first time. And then, you know, Keegan made all, all Big Ten rookie team last year, but now he's, you know, a nationally prominent player, probably going to go in the lottery. And then his brother, who didn't play as much last year because we had more veteran guys, uh, and now has to step into a completely different role. So you look at your, your roster and you look at the two bigs that we have that are young, Ogundale and Riley Mulvey. And so, you know, you're trying to figure out how we're going to play 11 guys, which is difficult, as you know. How are we going to develop confidence? You know, I think when you talk about development of players, I think a lot of people think it's it's all drills. It's all technical and you know, what plays we run in. But at the end of the day, it's how do you develop confidence? How do you get them to play at their best every time they take the floor? Because that's really all as coaches we can ever ask for. Just you'll be the best version of yourself today. And the only way they're going to do that is if you – Are positive and build confidence with them, but at the same time, you got to hold them accountable. You know, you don't let them get by with stuff. So, you know, as long as you're getting guys that compete and really try to execute the game plan, pretty much good things are going to happen. You know, you might not kill it from three point range, might not have the best shooting day, but you'll impact the game positively, and that's how I look at it.
2: One thing I'm always most impressed with your team's coaches, you know, you just laid a long, long list of of your players. And when I'm watching your games, everybody is so energized. They're so teamed together. Everybody's, you know, cheering each other on. It's not always to do with these rosters. It's not it's not an easy thing to do with these rosters. Who do you think your best energizer bunny is? I mean, you know it better than anybody. You're only as good as your 15th, 17th player on the roster. Who brings the most juice every day?
0: Well, you know, I I think you make a great point and I appreciate it because you know, it was really evident John last year when there was nobody in the building. So your energy had to come from the bench. And you're right, getting those to really 100% support the guys that are on the floor when they're not on the floor. In, in a world where you know, there's so much focus and you know on okay, what what's happening with me. Uh you know, and, and if I'm not happy, this instant second, I can jump in the portal and go somewhere else. You know, but what we're looking for is complete buy-in. You know, across the board. And, you know, it's really hard for, you know, mention a guy, you know, I'll, I'll mention Austin Ash, who was a walk-on, who I, who I uh, who I, say I gave him a scholarship. He earned a scholarship. He's a really good player. He should be playing for us, for a lot of teams. He just has some guys ahead of him. makes it hard. But, I mean, he's, he runs a scout team. He's, unbelievable on the bench he's always into the game mentally so he you know he's a fifth year senior so he's talking to the young guys at all times and giving them you know pieces of information you know connor's the same way you know he's not necessarily the energizer bunny guy but he's also very positive on the bench and very insightful and has ultimate respect from those young guys so if he puts his arm around a guy and says hey we're running this or this is where you got to go or, this is what we have to do now they do exactly what he says, so he's sort of an extension of the coaching staff. So we're very fortunate in that regard to have kind of a multitude of guys that that understand the big picture.
1: Fran, you're well-known as one of the best offensive coaches in the country, and year after year, doesn't matter, the changing parts, of course, losing Luka, losing Wieskamp from last year's team, and you guys are up there once again this season. Go basketball nerd on us a little bit. Take us in inside what makes your teams year after year So good offensively. I love what you do with secondary breaks. But break it down a little bit more. Go deeper for us of what makes your team so good on the offensive end every year.
0: Well, we're constantly in attack mode. So, you know, you you develop that mindset. We're going to be aggressive. And I'm going to encourage you to trust your talent. So you have the confidence to go make plays. And and we encourage you, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, make a play, that's for yourself. No, you make a play for yourself or you make a play for your teammate. Or you move it so that that guy can make a play for himself or a play for his teammate. And and so I think it's a collection of things. Most importantly, all of them understanding collectively that this is how we fit. This is our style. We, we You know, we play fast. Anybody that's watched us play, we play fast. And I always say we play fast, we don't play nuts. So you don't put your head down, drive into a pack of people, jump up in the air, get an offensive foul, turn the ball over. As you know, if you're playing fast, the one thing that will derail you is live ball turnovers, because live ball turnovers are typically layups at the other end. So you know, one thing I'm really proud about is you know we we play fast, but we also are in the tops in the country in fewest turnovers.
2: I'm looking at those and, stats and, right now, Coach, and, and, it, know, and it's amazing. Exactly.
0: There's you only know, one so player. We, yeah, you know, it, 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 when you look down the the, the the cumulative stats and you look at each individual player, I mean, how many of our guys or how many guys on any roster that you look at that you go down the cumulative stats have positive assist turnover ratio? You want it to be everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not always everybody. Sometimes you have a guy who's got the ball more. You know, the really good teams, you're, you're one through five positionally. You know, a lot of times you look at a roster and they're, they're center, they'll have five assists, you know, and 46 turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and yeah, maybe he's averaging 17 a game, but but those numbers don't equate to winning mm-hmm. because that tells me if they throw it into the post, that guy's shooting the ball. He's not passing it to anybody He's certainly not going to pass to anybody where that guy's going to be in a position to do anything, so you can double him. You know, It gives you all kinds of options defensively. So, we, you know, we want people, when they're preparing for us, to have difficulty figuring out, okay, who do we pressure? We can't pressure any because everybody makes plays, and they also understand if they're getting pressured, just move it so that that guy can make a play. And we get a good shot every time down. That enables you to then get your defense back, and not be in a situation where you're constantly in scramble mode and transition defense, more defensive balance, more space for the really good players. Like you talk about a guy tonight in Jay Nivy, who's as fast as anybody I've seen in college basketball in the last 25 years. You know, you got to get your defense back and and ready when you got him coming 100 miles an hour, and you got a seven five guy in the middle.
2: It, it's amazing your top nine guys like you said coach they just take care of the ball playing so fast everyone's yeah. got a positive assist to turnover ratio um you know you're going into a a, a tough environment you know it's hard to win at home in, in the big 10 isn't it how how do you think how do you think competing against a, a guy like matt painter who's a defensively based uh coach you know team together guy how do you think that's gonna that's gonna depict your vi- victory tonight or your loss if 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 you can't stop Jay Ivory. You say he's a top-four draft pick. I totally agree. He reminds me of uh, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and he's fast, and he moves, and he can shoot, he can play, but he's also a facilitator as well.
0: Yeah, the, the thing that's impressed me about Matt's teams over the years, and he's been able to do it consistently well, you know, you, you think about it, they're a physical, tough, defensive team, but they run really, really good, sophisticated offense with multiple options. You know, so, you know, you think you, you 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 stop one aspect of it, then he's got another option, another option, and, you know, you think he's going to go inside, and then next thing you know, Sasha's, you know, coming off a dribble handoff for a three. Uh, you know, so you really have to be locked in five is one defensively. Follow your defensive rules. Stay connected. Communicate. You know, are we switching? Are we not switching? Uh, you know, are are You know, where are they feeding the post from? You know, a lot of times it's from the top. Sometimes it's from the wing. You know, if you don't have ball pressure on that passer, you know, you're going to be dealing with foul trouble the whole night long because you're leaving that guy in there one-on-one, whoever it is, against one of their bigs. And we talk about Zach Eady, but, you know, Travion was first team all-conference last year. Now he's coming off the bench. So that tells you a little bit about their culture. He's willingly coming off the bench, and he's probably going to go, you know, in the 30s in the draft. So that's the kind of depth they have.
2: Yeah, they're a great ball club coach. Who is your favorite coach to compete against? I know you guys know each other. You see each other all year long. Uh, when you just get, I know you get revved up about all this. I know how much you love the game of basketball and coaching and competing, but which one in the Big Ten is just, you, you lace it up on your calendar ready to go every year.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting about that, John, I don't know if there's one guy, but the beautiful thing of this league is, there are so many good coaches, and they all play differently. You say, "Okay, Tom Izzo, he's already in the Hall of Fame." Okay, they they have a certain style. Matt Painter has a certain style, you know. And then, you know, you look at you know Chris Collins, and, you know what experience he brings. When you go right on down the line, Fred, you know, you know what, Fred, Fred's going to have you know really good sets, NBA sets. Uh, and you look at you know Jawan Howard. He's different than Beeline, you know. Beeline yeah. ran a certain system, you know. Jawan's different, you know. He's got Phil Martelli's influence as well, you know. You look at Turgeon and then now Danny Manning. We just keep going, you know. Ben Johnson, you know, he's done a terrific job. I mean, I could I could go through everybody. Chris Holton is one of the best coaches in the country. But the beautiful thing is everybody plays a different style. Every one of them. So the challenge that that brings is you know how do you how do you get ready in two days or three days. You know, sometimes you have two days to quick prep, sometimes it's three and you have a little bit more time. But you know, you gotta flush, you know, how Penn State plays. You know, Micah he runs a million ball screen handoff actions and they play at a slower pace at the other end. And then you play Izzo, he's gonna push it hard and 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 run really good stuff with multiple options. You know Matt Painter, same thing. You know, you, you think of him as a set play guy, but, I mean, with the speed they have, they'll go. Yeah, And, uh, you know, so that's the challenge every night that we face. And, 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 you know, educating your players and preparing them to play a different team, a different style, and then be able to execute a game plan. And then, more importantly, if the game plan goes sideways, can we make adjustments on the fly that work? You know, you know we talked about earlier... We played Purdue the first time. There were three different times in that game where we got seventeen down, seventeen or nineteen. It looked like it was yep. going to be a blowout. Sellout crowd. We kept coming. We 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 were a little bit better offensively. We pressed them. We got a you know we got a ten second call or a turnover. Uh, it changes the momentum a little bit. The guys never rattled. You know, it was a two point game with two forty to go. So, you know it's it's one of those things where our guys I think are sophisticated now to the point. And trust each other to the point where they could make those changes.
2: That's just good coaching.
1: Yeah, rev up that pressure. And, and Tony, he was great in that game. Tony Perkins, who's he was one of my favorite guys out there. And going back home to Indiana, I'm sure that had to feel good for him. And he'll be charged yeah, up I here. He had
0: about forty people there. Yeah, he had about forty people at that game. I, mean, I was really happy for him.
1: TP is one of my favorites, and I think he's got a really bright future in front of him for your team. So, Fran, I respect the program that you built. I'm a big fan of the style of basketball that you play, what you've done, but. I do have one knit to pick. And I know you've heard it before. I know you oh, have been explaining it before. I know we're going here later. I
2: air on the two-foul rule, too, man. You have to.
1: The, the two-foul participation. Fran, <laughs> this is me not being a radio guy. This is more kind of my fan hat. I grew up in Iowa, grew up a huge Hawkeye fan. It's all we had in the 80s growing up for sports on TV during the week. So maybe it's my fan hat a little bit. But just explain the decision. And you are one of the coaches that go to the line of thinking. Starter gets those two fouls in the first half. You're going to sit. Just take us through. Explain it to me so I can stop complaining about it.
0: Well, there's a couple things. Number one, we don't want to foul at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, if you look at our teams, we're one of the few teams that has made more free throws than our opponents. Attempt. Mm-hmm. So we're trying not to foul at all. I can't have my best players not available coming down the stretch, mm-hmm. and that's what happens if you if you let them get three in the first half. They're they're playing handcuffed the entire second half. The game is won or lost in the second half. Not in the first half. So you you're Keegan Murray with two fouls, he needs to know better. Number one, don't be chopping a guy, you know, with eighteen thirty on the clock and the score is six to four. Don't foul him. I need you to play. So he needs to get to know that. You know, that that's what's going to keep him on the floor. What's not going to keep him on the floor is if he's in foul trouble. So don't get in foul trouble, number one. And number two, you know you're coming out, so don't get your second foul. Slide your feet, stay vertical, and make them make a tough two. You know, don't try to block everything or steal everything and start chopping guys. You start chopping guys, they're in the bonus, they're in the double bonus early. You play a team coming down the stretch it's in the double bonus, you got a major problem. And so, you know, it, it, it all it's all connected, and, and the guys know it. You know, you think about last year. How many times the Garza get two fouls in the first half? Once, maybe? Yeah. 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 And Keegan Murray's happened once this year. You know, and and you know, so now you know, if it's somebody else, put somebody else in. But that guy can play with a free and clear mind in the second half. He doesn't have to play like he's got handcuffs on him, and that's what happens.
1: Good twenty minutes here with Fran McCaffrey, and he answered my question and my complaint from time to time. I'm I'm okay with it. I absolutely am. yes. Thank you. Well, we'll see how it goes. Ultimately, (laughs) I'll tell you if Keegan gets two tonight and things start to slip away, I might be yelling at my TV a little bit more. Hey, Coach, as I said, respect you so much. The program that you built at Iowa. It was tough times in the regime before you, and getting Iowa basketball back to what it was for such a long time. Now just waiting for that breakthrough. Get to the tournament, get to that second weekend. I know fans are rooting for you out there. 20 minutes on game day. Hey, thank you so much for joining appreciate us Appreciate you, Coach. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Take care. See yep. That's Fran McCaffrey, the head man for Iowa basketball. 8 o'clock tip tonight against Purdue. Hawkeyes, a 2.5-point dog in that one. And Jaden Ivy, who did not play against Northwestern. We talked about him a lot there, John. He is such an outstanding player, so talented. The speed that he plays with, but he's not just a speed guy. He's shooting the ball well, forty-two percent from three this year. He can beat you in so many facets. You think he's going to be a hundred percent tonight, or is that hip flexor? Is that a lingering injury, injury?
2: Yeah, it's a tough one, especially as much as these guys are on their feet. Um, you know, traveling. Good thing it's not too far away. Uh, but he's a gamer. He's a player, and if the truth is, if Chet Holmgren wasn't seven-one and really good and Jabari Smith at Auburn wasn't six oh, ten and could shoot it. I love that dude. And if, if Pablo Banchero isn't just a beast of beasts, you know, he's the number one pick in the draft. He's very similar to John Wall. He he does amazing things. He's he's a more willing passer. He's a better perimeter shooter. This dude's a gamer. This is a big time game. You know, players make plays. I I don't see him hurting at all. I see him getting the job done.
1: So going back to that first game, Iowa, as Freeman mentioned, got down and what really got them back into the game against the boilmakers was the pressure defense. So, I wasn't going to ask Fran, but I'll ask you. You saw the success that you had. Now, you know Painter's preparing for that, right? I mean, the guys have gone through it. They're not going to turn over at the same level. But is that something you start the game with right away? You get the opening tip, you get a bucket, you're up 2 nothing. Are you going that three-quarter court pressure right away? Or is it something you're keeping in your back pocket?
2: You know, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what uh, what the game plan is, but I would say this: It's always great to have confidence in things that you can execute and execute well. Um, it's nice to have that ace in your back pocket, like you said as well. But full transparency, they're going to get the job done. They've been thinking of a game plan. Painter's been doubling down, overthinking. It's like when you're about to hit that 16 on the blackjack. It's do I hit it? Do I just sit? What there's eights up there? What do right. we do? Um, both coaches are, are class X, class acts. They're going to be incredibly prepared. I don't think the pressure will come early, but I would say it it is going to come, especially with their um, full roster now that they didn't have in the first match.
1: This is also going to be a game you'd have to anticipate that we're going to see at least a little bit of Mulvey and Agundale. Rebracha going against those two behemoths inside, and really at this point, the backup center is kind of Chris. At least Chris Murray comes in, and they move the lineups around a little bit against what they have inside. and. Travion Williams for my money is as good as you're going to find. You got the 7 5 uh, Ivy. It just, they got those two big guys. For Bracha. can't do it alone here. So you got to figure. And that's probably a conversation, right? As a coach, John, you have where you're telling Agondale, you're telling Mulvey, hey, you guys got to be ready because you haven't played many minutes here as of late. We're going to need you tonight.
2: Yeah. And, you know, a few things I've seen, you know, just the close losses that they have, have, have had they have to box out. They have to put a body on somebody. They have to root them out. You know, their guy might not get it, but they absolutely, you know, have to rebound down, have to gang rebound, get the scraps. And I think, uh, Iowa will be pretty well prepared, um, to handle those guys. Cause you know, they do a fantastic job and you heard Fran say it a whole bunch, uh, just mentally getting these guys ready, it's stealing confidence in their dudes. Um, this is a big-time game. Everybody knows it. And I think whoever, top to bottom, is going to be ready to pop and go.
1: That's John Lamb. I'm Trent Condon. Miller and Condon. Ken Beck next week. We're going to come back on the other side and learn a little bit more about John Lamb. You ready for the hot seat?
2: Is this like one of those dating profile things? I'm not so good at those.
1: <laughs> well, I'd hope not. Yeah. The misses right. at home one like that one bit.
2: I'll give it a try, I guess.
1: We'll come back with more as we continue on. Circa Picks of the Day, also late in the program. Taking you till noon, it's Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Find wolfroofing.net. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISNTV or visit their website at CISN.tv. CISN TV, the home for live local podcasts. Subscribe now. Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online ambank.com. Get in on the
0: action with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com.
1: Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-8- In West Des Moines.
0: Now back to Miller & Condon. On 1460
1: KXNL and 106.3 FM. 11.34, we continue Miller and Condit. Minus the Miller, we got John Lamb in with us. Handle University Beyond Ball. Got youngsters wanting to get involved in building their game. John certainly can help out with that. So I asked you, and I had no clue, your favorite band.
2: It's got to be Dave.
1: You're a Dave guy. Love Dave. So you're younger than me. Barely. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty significant. Got a decade <laughs> on you, decade plus. So, uh, when I was in college, we we're going back to the late nineties, at least when I started. And did it
2: take you seven years? Yeah, yeah, five and a half. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have the tutors like you had. Yep. I uh, was. I knew the pop songs, if you will, of Dave Matthews, but I didn't know it was really a thing. Little Osage, Iowa. Things were a little slower to get up there, and pretty much everybody was a country music listener. I was not. And I get to Iowa City, and like half the people on my dorm floor, when they're playing music, you're hearing Dave. I'm like, what's this all about? And then you get to know the crazy fans. So the the thing that turned me off about Dave Matthews really wasn't the music. It was the nutty crazy fans. You ever been to a Dave concert?
2: I have. I have been to a few of them. One of them, uh, when he was here at Wells Fargo yeah. with my brother, It's uh, there are... Definitely some excited people. You know, right. I'm assuming yeah. it's yeah. just like the Chief Kingdom down there. And, yep, yep. Um, you know, the the Vikings fans, Skull Nation, whatever. Right. Um Same kind of thing. Yeah, it, it gets they get pretty excited. They're out there for, you know, a few days like they're camping out for a Duke <laughs> right. game. Right.
1: Yeah, it's like uh K-Ville over there, they're getting set up. That that's what I guess I didn't get fully enamored with Dave Matthews, but I I like the music. It was just the people kinda of turned me off. And there's a couple other bands that, that were that way, but so you're a Dave guy. Well, good to know. We're going to learn a little more here about John Lamb. Did this with Cody Goodwin. He joined me for the first couple of days this week when Ken uh, departed. So got to know Cody a little bit better. So we got the music side. Yeah,
2: Cody's a good dude.
1: Yes, he is. Knows the, the high school game really well and a, a big wrestling guy. And now we get to go deep into basketball with you. D1 basketball. You're a D1 basketball player. Played at Moorhead State. What does it entail to get to that level? Just to get to the level of being a D1? Because I go around here... And I watch the high school games that we call, and I've seen so many good players that come through here, and yet, well, not quite D1. So just that gap, even that gap between D2 and D1, what does it take to kind of get to that ultimate step in your mind?
2: Well, for this slow, fat, can't-jump, six-foot-white guy, um, it just takes perfecting skill set while also having like a really confident feel to the game. I mean, you know, you have to you have to be strong, you have to be ready, you have to be right. I mean, when I started deciding I was going to try college basketball for real, for real, um, you know, I wanted to pay my mom back, get a college education. Um, I started getting up as an eighth grader at 5 a.m. to lift four days a week. You know, plow metrics, you know, core, hang clings, lunges, Bulgarian squats. I mean, you know, the whole bit and caboodle. Um, knowing full well that even if I... Had a uh, higher than average skill set. I still had to have the physical tools. Um, you have to be able to jump. You have to be able to run. You have to be able to move. Uh, I, I would say the hardest thing totally is you have to really be crisp and right with everything. You know, and we have a little bit less margin for error as being a, a you know a smaller guard mm-hmm. um, than you know the six seven dude from Lithuania. <laughs> right. um, you know, they have a little bit uh, a little more grace, a little longer leash, if you will. Um, it's just being ready and being right, being sharp um, and being confident in in your skills and and really knowing what your uh, GPS is set at. You know where are you where are you going when when you go to to work out when you go to you know attack this dream? Where's your GPS set and are you really doing everything it takes to uh, to get to the address? Quote unquote.
1: With your grassroots program beyond ball, you've sent a number of guys on to play D one. But the thing that I got to know better from you and people inside the basketball game, because for me that's kind of what it is. Because they're going on to play college basketball, and even if it's not you know for Iowa, Iowa State, or Drake and you and on. You and I, they're going to a D1 program. We kind of know it, but you've helped me learn that there's so much more to the game at the D2 level, D3 level, scholarships out there, NAIA. It's not just that D1 level, and you can go out there and you can get a college education, you can get it paid for. You can go out and do some things. And for a lot of these guys, getting that college education, getting a jump start in the next phase of their life, just the importance of that, I think you kind of opened my eyes to that avenue.
2: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so easy to pigeonhole that, you know, it has to be D1, but mm-hmm. there's good players everywhere. You know, Bjorken and Simpson runs an amazing program, D3, D2, NAI, Juco. If you get to play the game you love, and you get to kind of facilitate your own personal growth, um, you know, getting in good shape and you know being healthy, getting on a good routine, a good regimen, because you, you're really you're really kind of just building a an entire plan, right? An entire schedule for the rest of your life, and you know the morning practices, um, then school, and then food, and then you know you're you're thinking about so many things, and I think it's amazing, and and I never want to hold anybody short, but if if you can play basketball of any sport, you know, whatever after high school um you're an anomaly i want to say it's like 3.5 percent of all high school athletes play college after or sorry play college after high school and it's 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 so cool to see that so many people choose to still chase their dreams there's good players there's good coaches everywhere and it's really nice to uh you know just provide that that opportunity to uh to wherever you know to you know d1 to d3 like we talked about
1: Another question for you, and this is away from the hardwood, which is hard for you to do because your life feels like it's always yeah. enamored with basketball. It's always at the forefront of things. You're at home quiet night, not scouting, not doing anything else. You and the missus got the little guy to get to bed. Lola's in bed. What are you guys flipping on? What are I'm you watching, watching right now? I'm
2: watching murder. Anything, murder. yeah. <laughs> so um, like the- Crime the, series, everything. The cold everything. cases,
1: those kind of things? Well,
2: that was forensic files. All that. I mean, I mm-hmm. ran through all that stuff. Okay. Um, anything you know I just I love law I love I love seeing that stuff and you know I get into that uh, who done it type thing yeah um, it's it's a good little brain tease to kind of decompress but my missus will tell you too it's probably still going to be basketball even if we get to have a relaxing night
1: you need to combine those two find out one of those murder mysteries that involves basketball you can take both your worlds together there you go yeah figure that one make out. some money too probably <laughs> yeah, absolutely all right final thing for you we know your music No way you're watching when it's not hoops. It's your favorite food. Because I don't know how many times we'll go out for lunch or after a game go out and have dinner or something like that. A little salad. So I know you're working out. You're eating right. You're doing all the right things. At least trying to do those kind of things. But you got a cheat day. What are you hitting up?
2: Um, Well, this is my little guilty pleasure, and I needed to confess this. I just wish it wasn't in front of 40,000 people. (laughs) Um, my wife gets mad at me too, but I'll probably have street tacos four or five times a week. Street
1: tacos. Yeah.
2: Just the green sauce, uh-huh. steak, onion, cilantro. Um, yeah.
1: Those are the, are those like places still open too? Like the trucks around town?
2: Oh yeah. And there's there's some, one
1: right up the road. I've only been there once. It's incredible. Those are, places. And during the wintertime, of course, never even think about it, but...
2: Oh, it's, it's it's so good. I mean, other than smelling like a big old onion the rest of the day, <laughs> right? Right. it's delicious.
1: Final thing, John Lamb joining us here as he is in for the next couple of days co-hosting with me, is about your basketball program, what you guys do over there at Beyond Ball and Handle University. So my six-year-old, Ella, she's starting up hoops. It's a little rough, but six years old. Is that too young to say, hey, let's get a workout in? Let's see what Dr. Lamb can do and help out with that with that shot? When is is it too early? When's the right time to get them involved? Not just going out and playing rec league as she does over at the new recplex in West Des Moines, but kind of taking that next step.
2: Yeah, well, the most important thing is if they show uh, a love for it in any capacity. I mean, you have to just, you know, when I work with kids, you have to just feed what they love. You have to just be able to, you know, give them an opportunity to do ball in, 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 in any regard. But I'll tell you this, I don't think anything's too early if you're with your dad, your mom, or or whatever, and you can spend some time with your son or your daughter um, doing any type of sport. Hand-eye coordination's huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I throw tennis balls at my daughter, Um, half for fun, half for, you know, hand-eye coordination. (laughs) Um, But, you know, little things, just kind of reacting, being able to move laterally. But, you know, nothing brings me greater joy than when my five-year-old daughter, um, you know, she's running around the gym on her little hoverboard or chasing after the boys or mm-hmm. getting in the stretching lines. So I don't think anything's too early. I know every family's is different. Um, whatever helps uh, build your family structure, you know, give some free time with your kids, whatever it might be. I don't think there's an age limit. Um, but I would say you don't need to be yelling from the sidelines when you're a six-year-old. That's for certain. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. Let the coaches do their thing. In the stands, stand down. Stand down I for like youth basketball. And I can say that pretty much at every level. Yes. Final thing. Mentioned Lola. How about Fitz? How's the little man doing? He's doing great, man. Yeah. I appreciate
2: you asking. Uh, almost three months old. Uh, almost three months yeah.
1: It flies, doesn't it? It
2: does. He spent about five weeks in the, in the NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, just super grateful for the staff there at Mercy and you know all the doctors. And it's just really great to see him grow and, and, and see my wife to, you know, be a great mom. And it's cool to have a boy. Um, But the real cool thing is, you know, he was born early, um, six weeks early, and he was born on my grandfather's birthday, who was just, you know, my biggest mentor and and role model. And we lost him last year. And it's just kind of a a nice little touch from above that, you know, he was born on on his birthday and and we gave him his name. So it's uh, it's cool. It's cool being a dad. And it's exhausting, though, man. I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm forgetting things. It's just, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, you made it here. That's important. You he got here. That's good. And well, I can already see the high school coaches around town. I'm sure you probably got calls from Windhorse and everybody else saying, "No, we might got a spot for Fitz uh, on the varsity level here when he gets to ninth grade." Oh, uh,
2: he'll be way too slow. Yeah, I, <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> good stuff, John Lamb, with me here. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, my picks of the day. So started off the week great. Three picks went three and zero on Monday. And then Tuesday happened when two and three. Still above five hundred last night. Still okay. Still keeping our head above water. We need a big night tonight. I'm going to pick the Iowa Purdue game. I got a couple oh, others on the this. list.
2: I didn't think you were gonna do it.
1: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go to the local. I try to stay away. Had Iowa State last night. The five games that I uh picked that were decently close spreads, every one of them that I got right though, they all won outright. If I would have just played money line with all of them, it would have been much more profitable yesterday. Alas, here we are. We'll pick the Iowa Purdue game, we'll have some fun. Break that one down a little bit more. Before that, how about a little bit money for your account? Let's give away $1,000 right now. At least try to. Text, uh, no, don't text. Go to kxno.com and enter the keyword. It is green. It's your chance at $1,000. Our $1,000 slam dunk, again, green at kxno.com. Com. Back with more on the other side. We put a cap on things. Miller and Connick continues on 106.3. Oh. We're down to the final four of the NFL playoffs. And unfortunately, that means we only have four teams left to bet on a DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're counting down to Super Bowl 56, and new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets All they have to do is win the game. If you're a returning customer like me, you can experience the conference championships with their same game parlays. These are fun. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and yes withdraw your cash whenever you want download the draftkings sportsbook app right now use the promo code kxno get 56 to 1 odds on any nfl team bet 5 bucks to win 280 in free bets if your team wins promo code kxno for 56 to 1 odds at draftkings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older iowa only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details gambling problem call The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale A 1-800-BETS-OFF
0: Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him
1: Hope you haven't been playing against me this week 8-5 overall in the picks that I've handed out Pretty good. It's hoops time This is the time to make money for me Football's about really keeping my head above water Baseball Baseball gets rough Ooh. College basketball. This is the time to shine. And John Lamb, I got six games for you tonight.
2: I, I don't I don't bet on college basketball, man. I You, you I know it just almost
1: too well. You know so many of these oh, guys. I wouldn't
2: go that far. I'm well, a little biased sometimes. So. Right.
1: And that kind of plays into it, right? Your own biases. So I mentioned I got the Iowa game in here. We'll get to that in a moment. But there is one game that you're probably intrigued by this evening in Conference USA. Rick Stansberry. Yeah, that Rick Stansberry. Ooh. He's coaching at Western Kentucky, and they've really disappointed this year. They host UAB, Andy Kennedy, Isn't it crazy how those coaches, there's always, oh, I didn't realize Andy Kennedy was at UAB. I didn't realize Rick Stanzi's still kicking around and doing his thing at Western Kentucky. Grabbing the Hilltoppers tonight. Yes. Grabbing the points. UAB's playing really well. I'm just, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop with that team. Their, kind of their metrics don't exactly measure up with what we've seen, at least win-loss-wise, from this team, uh, losses to San Francisco, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Rice on the season. They have won, those seven out of their last eight. Might come to a close tonight. Gonna grab the points, give me Western Kentucky with my first pick. Let's go to the Big Ten. Got a couple here, including the Gophers, hosting Ohio State. I love Chris Holtman. He is, for my money, as good as you're going to find in college basketball. EJ Liddell is fun to watch. Yes, he is. I think they got something waiting for them, though, in the barn tonight. Minnesota finally getting back healthy. They had so many guys that were out with COVID. Getting six and a half here. Going to grab the Gophers with pick number two. Pick three. We're going down south. Nickel State. They were the favorite in the Southland this year and have kind of disappointed. They opened up the season going on the road and beating you and I in game number one. That's when I saw them for the first time, was really impressed. They have been really inconsistent. This is a time consistency is going to start. We'll lay the three and a half tonight with Nickel State. Late night, we got Late two night. in the WCC. San Francisco, they're good, and they love metrics more than anybody. Do you know that cat coaching staff at all at San Francisco? I
2: don't. I don't. I really like their guards. I watch them when they play yes. Gonzaga on TV. They
1: they take analytics though to a completely different level. They basically said any kind of number, any kind of kind of statistical model, they're going to grab it and try to figure out a way to then make it part of their program. Well, and you've seen how that program's developed, of course. Great way back in the day. With Bill Russell, including beating the Hawkeyes in the national championship game. We're going back, what, 80 years ago for that. This one, I'm going to grab uh, lay the points tonight. San Francisco at home against St. Mary's. Good St. Mary's team. Should be a fun one in the WCC. A bad one in the WCC. Grab the points with Pacific. And now we wrap it up. Purdue. oh Dominated for 32 minutes against Iowa. Jaden Ivey's back. Iowa does not have the big guys to slow down those bigs of Purdue and two and a half is all it almost feels like it's too good to be true right that this should be even on the road a pretty easy Purdue victory well everybody is betting just that 81 percent right now of the bets oh, at wow. the site that I use are on the Boilermakers I'm fading the public give me the Hawkeyes in the two and a half tonight
2: I like it go Hawks
1: how do they get it done What's the game plan you're going to?
2: Yeah, you know, they have to stop Ivy in transition. They Mm -hmm. have to cup the basketball, use their big to kind of, you know, semi-circle, make sure penetration doesn't happen. No easy buckets down low. um, And they got to hit some shots. You know, they have to hit some shots and they have to be efficient like we know they can be. Uh, Regardless, it's going to be one of the best games in college basketball tonight.
1: You know... One of the things that Purdue, and and maybe my biggest surprise, we knew they were going to be great offensively and they are. Uh, One of the metrics has them, number one in the country right now in offensive efficiency. They can score anyway. But their defense, and especially their perimeter defense, has been so bad. When you look at it, I I like the guard court in general. Stefanich, He's not a plus defender by any means, but he tries hard. Is it the teams are just getting you know Edie and Williams involved in a lot of screen and roll? Is that why you're seeing some of those issues up front?
2: Yeah, I mean the dude's seven three. You know it's really hard to move your feet when you're seven three, and if if the backside isn't pulling, rotating, you know, getting into help, playing on the nail, whatever type of scheme that they would use, whatever terminology they use, um, he's out there on an island, and these Big Ten guards can play. You know, every one of them, top mm-hmm. to bottom, you know, even the guys that average two points a game, they could go out there and get 20, you know, if that's the actual role that their coach wants them to fulfill. It's really hard to do that. And I think also, you know, Ivy demands so much attention. He's fun to watch. I think people are just kind of learning and growing, and he's got to continue to take that next step as a professional as well and, and make some adjust, adjustments as he continues throughout the season.
1: John Lamb, it's been fun. Appreciate Man, this has your time. Been good.
2: No, thank you. Thank you.
1: You can do it again tomorrow at 10? I think so. John back for another day. We'll break down that Iowa Purdue game, what we see tonight. And we got some high school hoops tomorrow night as well. We'll talk some high school uh, coming up on tomorrow's program. Coming up today, the rest of the way on KXNO, we got Murphy and Andy coming your way at 1 o'clock, followed by the Sports Fanatics. Fun day in front of us, Iowa Purdue tonight. We'll break it all down. This has been Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO.